0: This is The Douglas Robin Show. Welcome to The Den, everyone. Welcome back. This is a very special episode for me today. This is actually my 100th podcast, so I'm pretty excited about it. And I wanted to do something even more special than usual. And that is... I wanted to talk about the earth. The earth is everything to us. It is everything we eat. You know, people talk about Mother Earth. And and when you really think about it, she truly is the mother that provides. So we're going to get at some stuff today. And I almost feel like I'm in a trance discussing it. So everything we eat, let's talk about the ocean for a moment. There's these vast oceans. Yes, we have fish farms, but you know, lobster from the ocean. Think about how many people are eating lobster at the restaurant you go to, and then times that by the, the size of the town, then the country, then the state, then the country, then the world. I mean, you have millions and millions of people eating tuna every day, eating salmon every day, swordfish, whatever it might be. It's the earth that provides this. And to me, whenever I do like the math and just start thinking about it, it just astounds me when you think, (laughs) excuse me, we were down in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey the other day, and we, you know, got some lobster and everyone else was doing something similar. And I just started thinking, how many people are eating this food right now, this, this creature from the earth, from the ocean? And it just got me thinking, how many things are being consumed at such an incredibly high rate? Obviously putting tremendous pressures on the fisheries, on cod, on life, because you know, just 30 years ago, there was half the population or so on the earth. In another 30, 40 years, it's gonna be, you know, I think we're at 8 billion right now. We're gonna have 12 billion. Tremendous pressure on the planet and the ecosystem but it is remarkable how much comes from the earth and we're going to get into that because everything everything comes from the earth and that's the thing we get kind of calloused and arrogant and entitled that oh just the earth yeah go get it at the store go get whatever but it is this gorgeous unique planet we live upon that provides so much. And it's not just food. It's the clothes you wear from the earth, the house you're sitting, the framing, all the materials from the earth, everything in your house from the earth, every manufacturer, all the chemicals, everything comes from the earth. And yet we often kind of ignore it or get disconnected from this idea that we are part of it and we are connected to it another thing that just astounds me is trees ocean plankton you know uh, the ocean produces oxygen trees bushes etc grasses produces oxygen and we put out co2 and miraculously the trees bushes Foliage absorbs CO2. It's a fascinating balance. Animals create, even fish, create CO2. And seagrasses, plankton, absorb the carbon. Trees create oxygen. We create CO2. It is this beautiful symbiotic balance that is so fascinating and obviously you know trees create cooling effect a place for animals to live and and birds to fly upon and uh, again the trees create you know board for for the house and framing paper it's so miraculous to me that this balance exists And so you have areas that are are carbon centers that can absorb more of the carbons that we create. Um, And this is why we have to be so cognizant of cutting trees down, destroying the ocean. It throws, I mean, forget about plastics for a moment and all the harm we're doing um, with fossil fuels, but you must have this balance. Because once you disrupt the balance, you throw everything off. And obviously with climate change, that's a concern, you know, struggling. But it comes back to this balance. I wanted to get into a few other things. You know, when we see, like I said, it's about the earth, but it's about life. <clears throat> when you see a fox in your yard, or turkeys running in your yard, or a bald eagle overhead, you stop. You feel touched by it. It's special. Because you're connecting to this sacred place, this harmony, this beauty that we are all connected to. When you see a bear running, it's a, it's incredible. Or a bison. Or just a beautiful flower that touches you for the moment when you're hiking. We all share a DNA. We all share. Even the slug and us share a DNA. The dolphin and us share a DNA. Trees and us share a DNA. We're all connected. We're all relatives. And so when I see the collateral damage of cars, and I'm sure you see it as well, on the side of the road, See, dead raccoons, dead squirrels. I saw a dead bear the other day on the highway. It broke my heart. He's just trying to get across the highway because he didn't have any other means. There are no animal corridors over here that I know of that animals could freely walk. And so it's so easy, again, to get desensitized. Oh, I didn't do it. Just keep driving. But we often feel powerless. How many deer do you see on the side of the road? And again, you know, yes, it was not you, but it might have been you. I've hit things on occasion. Try not to, but sometimes that run out and you can't. And it breaks your heart, right? This is why I think all of us, except for the psychopaths, have that love, that compassion, that connection that desire to make things better and to protect things. I remember when COVID hit. You probably remember this too. And, you you know, basically everything shut down. So commerce shut down, shipping shut down, a lot of trucking shut down, et cetera. And you would hear story after story of animals, birds, otters, seals coming back into, I remember the Venice Canal's hadn't seen an otter or, or, or a seal in a hundred years and things came back in a rapidly short amount of time the harmony of the earth was back in balance the carbon output w- w- was lower the petrol use was lower pollution started cleaning just because of the lack of use there weren't, weren't People weren't dumping gas, you know, from boats and plastics because they were sloppy and just things going overboard. And, you know, the harmony, the balance is always trying. But we keep harming this. You know, we're this only creature to harm its environment. We, we're, we claim to be so friggin' smart, but we're idiots half the time. And uh, we go shrug our shoulders. Oh, we can't do anything about it. We can do things about it. It wasn't always like this. They didn't know plastics were going to be so incredibly well made and last so long. So there's just so much out there that is beautiful in this earth. There's also, you know, you probably have all heard of the Gulf Stream, right? It runs up from along the east coast of the US um, and goes up into the north. So it brings warmer waters and nutrients. But there's also a California stream, a Kuroshio, agulis Antarctica, a circumpolar, and thermohaline circulation. And this helps regulate the Earth's temperature. These streams that run within the oceans and they distribute species and plants and nutrition. And again, maintaining balance. You know, for years, um, sailors didn't know about this going across the Atlantic and so they would try to go straight across and it was always very challenging. But then they learned just go just go along with the gulf stream and you get there a lot quicker and much easier because you're essentially just following this river in the ocean but, <clears throat> there's so much that this earth provides And it is such a blessing. I mean, the balance, my goodness, you have about the sun that's 93 million miles from here. It looks like it's in our sky. It is not in our sky. That is an optical illusion. It is 93 million miles from here. Nowhere near our sky. But it looks like it is. looks like it's just sitting in, in our atmosphere. It is not. And then you have the Earth with this harmonious temperature for the most part right you have rains that replenish you have the sun that that grows photosynthesis you have pollinators that spread you know we're all learning that our way isn't working any longer this kind of disconnected disposable society throw it all away garbage 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 out of sight out of mind is poisoning this beautiful planet and ultimately poisoning our food sure you've all seen images of fish with um you know straws in them and and uh bottle, you know, plastic bottle, you know, connections um around their heads. I read an article recently about a whale that had something like thousands of pounds of plastic in it and it essentially died of starvation. I was on the beach like I mentioned earlier and we were just we weren't even you know we were trying we were about to leave and just kind of wa- about to walk up the little staircase. I just saw a little clump of garbage and it was another clump. And uh, people had left some garbage bags from, from fast food, straws and the styrofoam and everything. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. This is absurd how we treat this beautiful planet. Would you do that in your own house? Would you just throw garbage on the corner? I'm like, ah, yeah, who cares? I, I don't understand... People's thought process. So we started picking it up. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, whenever my wife and I start picking up garbage at the beach, we miraculously find a perfectly good bag. And we once again found it folded like it had never been used. Glad bag, garbage, big black garbage bag. And within 20 minutes, the thing was full. Full. So Again, we need to be mindful. We're mindful in our homes. We aren't mindful in our families. The sort of lazy attitude is killing us. And I think as this era ends or, or hopefully comes to an end and obviously we need to change big, big business and how they do business and the manipulation of information. We can change this because How quickly, to get back to COVID, how quickly the balance came back into place. How quickly. So there is hope. There's hope where there's love. There's hope where there's concern. There's hope where there's attention and observation and awareness. And it all starts with mindfulness and saying, "Hey, no, 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 this needs to change here. Enough's enough. The last hundred years of just dumping." I'm gonna tell you one last thing. It just came into my head, so I'm gonna share it with you. know if you remember, long ago, especially during, I think it was during the the 80s and the AIDS epidemic, hospitals, believe it or not were simply dumping all their waste in the middle of the Long Island Sound, these New York hospitals. You would think, what? How could they do such a thing? Yes, hospitals were were dumping waste into the Long Island Sound. And I remember once I was playing frisbee. I was out on one of the little islands, um, I think Fire Island, and we were throwing frisbee, cousins and I, the frisbee went over to the bushes right on the beach and it landed in about a, thi- a thousand hyperdermic needles just thousands of them like you would never think this is a plausible way of existing someone a hospital a respected institution Is being so calloused and careless. It's the same thing with a lot of companies that they can, it's easier, it's cheaper for them to just dump something and pay a fine than to actually fix the problem. And that's a little bit of a government problem, obviously, and who's really in charge. But anyway, I just want to say like, this earth is worth fighting for. I don't know about these people, Elon Musk, who want to go. Live on Mars. Go ahead and do that, but we still live here. Don't abandon it. This is a very special place, very unique place. And it's worth love because it has loved us with everything it has had. This balance is incredible. When you really understand what's happening here. We give you CO2, it gives us oxygen. Sure, there's a lot more to say, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all this abundance. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Douglas Robbins Show. To find out more about Douglas and his books, check out douglasrobbinsauthor.com.